0: Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 47. We are uh, still uh, nearing that elusive 52 straight week mark that we're shooting for. Uh, I'm real happy and uh, excited to have on the show today Alan Bonzet from Nobo Inc. Alan, thanks for being on.
1: Thank you, uh, Ryan, for having me on. Good to be here.
0: Awesome, awesome and with me today uh tom beller back back from last week and uh making it in today we're thankful you're here tom
2: whiskey echo echo delta we are prepared for takeoff ryan thanks for having me back man (laughs) all right
0: nice well yeah we wouldn't know what what to do uh if you weren't so thank you um and then Kevin over at True Cannabis in an undisclosed location. Kevin, how's it going today?
3: Uh, yeah, everything's good, man. Other than, um, you know, I left all my podcast stuff at home today. So uh, at about noon, I realized uh, I didn't have it and shot home. And so we are recording live from the homestead in Howell, Michigan. So glad to be here. Uh, thanks, Alan, for being on the show. Look forward to getting into uh, a little bit of cannabis talk today. So let's get after it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, uh, Alan Bonzet also, I, I mentioned Nobo Inc. Uh, I was also chairman of the board of uh, Grow Ray, uh, a great light company who, uh, I met uh, one of, uh, one of your partners in that and, uh, main guy's Barry. Uh, a few years back of the MICA, great guy, uh, gave us a ride back from the golf outing after we had had too much, so that was a great first introduction, and uh, I know we had a lot of success in, in in Michigan with those lights, and also founder of Bonsai Cultivation out in Colorado. So um, I met uh, from Nobo. I first got to, to know about Nobo about three years ago. Uh, I was when i was uh still business development director of micia and doing a lot of consulting and, and lobbying and i bet met bill stoller and he was uh hustling around uh michigan finding locations and telling me about novo telling me about allen and the history um out west and uh, why uh, in colorado and why i wanted to come here and uh, I always appreciated, uh, you know, Bill uh, definitely came and took me out to, to lunch many a times, picked my brain. So that was always, always good. And then I met Alan a couple of years ago at the Benzinger Conference in Detroit, first time. So it was, uh, it was great. And, uh, you know, I was still in the industry and Michigan was c- kind of getting going and figuring it out as far as the regulated. And then uh, and just recently I was at, I've been, I've been down to your Benton Harbor store uh, grow quite a few times and uh Ingo, who uh, is your GM now and, and grower, He's, uh, I'm, we met back in 2010 in Okemos, kind of the old school caregiver day. So I, I, I love the diversity in Nobo as far as like uh, caregivers in Michigan and, and your experience. Um, you know, right now you have your grow and processing in Bent Harbor. Um, you're open in Edwardsburg and Muskegon and uh, all Redemption products and also really flour in those stores. And uh, I know Edwardsburg's just been jamming. And then with stores coming soon with uh, Battle Creek uh, and Bent Harbor as well. So um, before I, I'll, I'll stop talking here and shut up, but I also did want to thank Nobo. Uh, Redemption is is uh, Nobo's social equity uh, plan and partnership. We got a lot of cool stuff planned. So all in all... Um, uh just impressed with the way you've come into michigan and have your michigan partners and uh, showed a lot of um, respect and understanding of the culture so done it the right way so alan with that thanks for being on tell us a little bit about yourself where you grew up and and then let's hear about how you got into the the early days in colorado
1: sure awesome thank you ryan uh, it was a while ago since the Benzinga conference that we met. I kind of forgot about that, man. It's been uh, like a whole world, uh, world ago, if you will, with yeah. all we've been through. So th- thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm actually originally from southern Indiana. Um, so when Michigan came, uh, you know, put out their legislation to become, um, you know, adult use, so we wanted to be a part of, uh, of Michigan. So uh, it was easy to uh, to make that leap. We like the legislation in the state and uh, the fact that there were so many um, red card holders and medical card holders there. And um, you know, I think there's always been a synergy, at least for me, between Colorado and Michigan. I know a lot of the people out here that I know in Colorado uh, are from Michigan and moved out here and. Um, so we've always, uh, I've always, you know, like Michigan and, and the people there. And so it's been a great experience to, to come to Michigan and, and, uh, to sort of pioneer the, the, the legislation there, so to speak, or I should, I don't know if pioneer is the right word, but, uh, sludge through the, the pain of it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, here, here we are, we're, we're ready to go. You know, I started, uh, in Colorado about 10 years ago in, in cannabis after, um, kind of Having a real estate career, and, and uh, I had a lot of friends who were who were in cannabis, and some that had started a retail location. And once it became uh, recreationally legal here, I decided that you know I was no longer going to dip my toe in cannabis, but I was going to get serious about it, and kind of took the the chops that I had from running uh, mortgage and real estate companies to um, trying to obtain licenses and. Uh, but I didn't have a, a big uh, pocketbook to be able to, to do that. so I had to kind of start small. And I started with a dispensary in uh, Carbondale, Colorado, and, um, and back when it was just medical it was just medical and um, you know slowly upgraded to really focusing on large cultivation sites. And, and so that's really what you know Novo kind of hangs its hat on is uh, we love to build large scale cultivation sites, and uh, we like to make each one a little bit better than the one before. Uh, it's just something we really uh, enjoy over here. Um, so again, thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's uh, it's awesome to see fellow uh, cannabis entrepreneurs and just talk about the industry.
3: Yeah, it's crazy, Alan. This is Kevin over at True Cannabis. Um, I lived out in Colorado for 14 years, grew up here in Michigan, but uh, lived out that way. And uh, you mentioned Carbondale, Colorado, and, and I actually bought into a dispensary in Carbondale, Colorado, uh, back about... I would say probably about 2012. Maybe it was called the greenhouse, oh, um, and, wow. we, <laughs> and, and, and we tried to relocate it to Aspen. And when we did, uh, there really wasn't a clear, um, you know, ruling on on relocating. But uh, we went down and met with Lewis Kosky down at the state and uh, talked about it and he gave us 30 days to turn in our license or risk prosecution in the whole instance. So um, we, we ended up losing the license in Carbondale. I lost a little bit of money, but um, made my way here to Michigan and uh, and have kind of made it through the licensing process just like you have. Um, talk to me about the differences of uh, the Colorado legislation and the the Michigan legislation. Um, and, and, and and maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, did, you, did you learn some stuff obviously in Colorado that, that helped you when you got to Michigan? <laughs>
1: I mean, I think so, absolutely. I, I mean, I think uh, the difference is, I, you know, where the Michigan legislation started and where it is now, you know, is very different, at least, you know, from from my perspective, and it was it was extremely closed off and tight when when the legislation just came out you know, came out. Um, I really like that aspect of it. Um, you know, in, in the sense of, uh, we always try to do things the right way. And, and so Kind of, we the more scrutiny. I hate to say this, but the better, you know, because we try to we try to run an honest business. And so when uh, when the legislation happened in Michigan, and it, we were just all over it, I had had a detour in uh, in Oregon, and um, the the detour in Oregon um, was painful. You know, I mean, I kind of was uh, feeling good about you know my career in Colorado, and then went out to Oregon and thought we could just put up a a large scale cultivation site and make a, you know, make a bunch of money. And I, I quickly, quickly realized I better sharpen my tools and, um, you know, get serious about the canvas business. If this is what I was, you know, what I was really going to continue to do. Um, so that's, I think I learned more from, from Oregon almost than I did in Colorado, um, because in Colorado, we, we just got off to a pretty good start. And, um, but, you know, that's so crazy, Kevin, that you were part of uh, Carbondale, how, how, how uh, um, I don't know how in sync that is, because that, that's a
3: small town. Small world, right? You know, uh, a friend yeah. of mine uh, lives in Aspen and kind of tipped me off on the, Car- the Carbondale deal. And, you know, we tried to make it work, but, um, you know, lesson learned on that whole deal. Um, mad respect to you guys, you know, for making it through the uh, Colorado process. Um, to me it was it was such a blindsided thing the way that it went down it, there wasn't any precedents in place um, we didn't have any kind of idea on what to go off of and so for you guys to have been able to navigate that and get through uh, I know that that process was incredibly difficult um, but I learned my lesson and, and came to Michigan and when I came to Michigan I um, all those things that i learned in colorado i implemented in michigan as we worked our way through the process which set us up you know greatly to, to succeed in that avenue but uh yeah mad props on the, the colorado thing and getting your foot wet there and and then uh you know going to oregon and learning a few lessons i know how difficult that could be uh you know not everything is uh is uh, always perfect in the cannabis industry like some some people try to paint it you know
1: sure you know one thing that's really different i would say you know to answer your question is that in colorado originally the enforcement division was really made up of um you know ex ex-cops and and you know there was really black market uh, people were involved at the beginning and so they were really trying to clean that up and and you know even in oregon and in michigan it's more uh like in oregon it's more like the liquor uh board basically and so they're really working more with um you know uh, with the license holder basically which is a huge thing for um Uh, You know, it's just a huge change for us, basically, from market to market. Um, You know, I I think we we find the Michigan MRA and um, everybody's easier to work with than in Colorado originally. That's what we find.
2: Well, we found that there's quite a few ex-law enforcement in uh, with, you know, the boots on the ground of the MRA, but you're right, they are a little bit more, I guess it depends regionally where you are, but they are more inclusive to work with the licensees. Hey, Al, I was wondering, what does NOBO stand for? If you didn't already touch on that.
1: No, that's a great, uh, that is a, um, that's a great story. NOBO uh, was sort of funny. It was uh, sort of a name that from where we had our first office in North Boulder County, basically. And then uh, we use it as where I started growing and the first growers I ever met were in North Boulder County. And, you know, these were guys that had, you know, uh, actually from Michigan, these guys were from. and you know, they had kind of dodged the war and, uh, you know, back in the sixties and they had moved up to Colorado and started, you know, growing weed later in life. And that was the first growers I've ever met. And so that's really what NOBO is all about is uh, just the legacy of all the great growers we've had in it's in North, in North Boulder County that really kind of got me into the, in, into the cannabis business uh, once it really became uh, legal, at least from the state level.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of, a lot of uh, transplants from Michigan out to Colorado, especially back in the, the 90s and early 2000s, for sure. A lot of friends. And I wanted to thank you, not to jump around too much, uh, but I also want to thank you. We were really happy to be part of your launch in Edwardsburg, uh, getting real leaf on the shelves. It was, uh, it was a beautiful thing. I really appreciate that. So how do you think making the transition from Colorado to Michigan um, with your uh, with your company culture, how has that transition been?
1: you know it's it's been it was going really really well and then I think the pandemic has made it harder from the culture standpoint, you know I mean we've grown so many employees this year and a lot of these people have worked with each other in masks all year, you know not and and they've got we've got a close group, but it's just an abnormal time, right? and it's been hard to get the group together and you know, really have fun because uh, as we know, as we talk about all the time, the cannabis business is a grind, right? I mean, it's 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 hard work and um, sometimes you, you got to bring the team together. And so we're just uh, grateful that uh, the pandemic is starting to end and we can get our people together and, and really start to build the Novo culture and the Novo way in, in Michigan, which, which really means it's about community and bringing people together. That's really what we're, you know, that's really what we want to do. Um, that's just part of, you know, why, uh, you know, why we went to Michigan. And, um, you know, for us being able to be vertically integrated in Michigan was, you know, um, was really the, the way that we wanted to operate. So, uh, we're just getting started and very excited, but, uh, thank you for the, for the product, uh, for the real leaf product. We, we appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, Speaking of community, Alan, and uh, it was a good lead-in because that was my next question. Is you're in uh, you're in Bent Harbor, and I'm I'm Michigan-born and raised, and uh, I know the history of Bent Harbor. It's uh, they've uh, they've had some a lot of rough years, and uh, I want to want to come back on the whole Saint you know Saint Joe right there, and there's been all types of lawsuits, and it seems like it's fitting. You know like they, they opted in for cannabis um and i know they they vetted you guys i've actually was on the phone with mary alice uh, uh one of your guys is a uh, city council member she's getting involved with the foundation stuff we're doing so like um really they're really happy to have you and i know they 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 they, they took it seriously uh, who's coming into their town but what has that been like and like you're you're in a town a city that's uh that's you know hungry for help and they're getting it and uh you know that whole western michigan coastline starting to pick up so um what are your plans there uh in bent harbor i know i don't want to tip anything off with what we're doing with redemption but what what's that been like yeah
1: i mean that's a great question ryan i mean we it's been uh it's been one of the more interesting like things that I've ever done in my life, you know, that just goes so beyond uh, cannabis. Um, and it's it, I realized that I was coming up from Southern Indiana a couple of years ago when uh, Bill, who you know, uh, uh, you know, is basically like Alan, let's go to, you know, let's go to Ben Harbor, let's do this project. He brings me to this old, you know, foundry that's been off of the the tax roll for 12 years, and it's just this dump site basically, and. I just remember my my jaw hanging like, "We're going to do what? This is this is where we're going to build our cultivation site?" Uh, excuse me. And um, but we did it and you know, for whatever reason, like it's always those things, right? Everything happens for a reason, you know? But I'm coming out back up from Southern Indiana seeing my folks down there and I just was like, "Holy cow, this is really heavy, you know, thinking about like Ben Harbor and St. Joe and you know, just all the incarceration, the war on drugs, you know, bringing cannabis from Colorado to kind of a red part, red reddish blue part of uh, Southwest Michigan—it it was like fascinating to me. It was like, uh, in so many ways, and and uh, and so. But it, you know, it's been difficult uh, for the most part. We have gotten, you know, lots of support, uh, but there has been, you know, a little bit of pushback here and there. And being the outsider, and and it's it just is an amazing. I just see it as an amazing opportunity, and. Uh, We fought our way and we got a lot of support and now we're going to open a a retail location there sometime um, later in the summer. And so we're really excited to to have a a location there on Main Street. It was definitely, uh, took many years to put together and and a lot of meetings and and getting to really know the community has been awesome. We've uh, found a lot of friends there. Um, And I think that, I think we're just really submerged in that city, you know, and I think that we're making a difference there. We're just getting going so it's probably the most gratifying uh, part of my career and and, uh, hopefully we can, you know, keep it up and, you know, really uh, provide a lot of tax dollars for the community and we have a lot of plans to help the community in different ways, um, you know, really to help continue to revive the community and kind of see it coming back and the people want it and uh, it's been great because so many people have reached out to me over the last couple years while we've been working on this project and basically feeling like cannabis is the way to save their community. And, and so it was kind of like a beacon for hope a little bit to, to people who haven't had a lot of hope. And, um, and, um, and there's no reason for that, you know, I mean, in the sense of, uh, it's an amazing location, it's right on the lake. Um, it, you know, it, it, it is Ben Harbor is, uh, you know, it's on the rise, and the community knows that Novo is a, a part of it. And uh, so it's been it's been amazing. So thank you for that question, Ryan.
3: Hey, Alan. Um, you know, just listening to you talk, I can tell that your heart's in the right place, and that you guys, business-wise, your your moral compass is right where it needs to be. Um, we're happy to have you a part of the Redemption family. Uh, Tom and I are also part of the Redemption family, and uh, it's one of those things where um, I feel like respect is earned in this in this industry, and uh, and showing where. Uh, your true heart lies and the respect for the people that came before you and all that stuff is is so important. Um, when you were going through your social equity plan, uh, how did you get in touch with Redemption and, uh, and uh, um, you know, how's it been working with them?
1: So I, so my partner, Bill there on the ground, uh, who, you know, is a really, I sort of call him director of uh, of, of, of business development. You know, we have other, we have other names we call him, but we probably can't say it on the air. <laughs> right uh, cause, cause he is like a beast. Bill is a beast. And uh, so oh, Ryan and Bill uh, had, you know, Bill Paisley came to me and says, Hey, we're, I got this guy, Ryan, he's our social equity partner. And that's the way it's going to be. And I said, all right, Bill, Bill here, here we are. I know I trust Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that makes it easy. So.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, that's uh, that's good. I've uh, I've gotten to know Bill o- over uh, over the last three years, and uh, he definitely got more meetings. Uh, Bill, I hope you're listening. You got more meetings for just buying me lunch when I was charging people. I'm not going to say what I was charging consulting. And all he, all he did was order a couple of drinks and some food, and I never mm-hmm. I never did. So, uh, it, but that's that's the kind of thing I'm really I'm really like uh, even in the last two to three years, watching how this has evolved. Like, so you know, I, I definitely did a lot of. Uh, um, you know, gave a lot of time on the phone to Bill and helped and, and look what it's turned into. You know, we we got some other stuff to announce, you know, later and later in, in forty days and um I'm appreciative of that. And just like uh another situation helping out some people at uh, that Tom knows about and it just kinda goes from there. You meet good people and uh, you know, you just gravitate towards it and I feel like that's happening a lot right now in Michigan. There's starting to be A lot of the the people, like Kevin said, that respect each other and respect, uh, you know, a lot of it's Michiganders. But then it's also people like Nobo who have come in and, you know, and along with their team have operated the right way. So pretty exciting, pretty exciting times. Um, So tell me a little bit about uh, I wanted I don't know that much about it. I know you're the chairman uh, of the board of of Grow Ray. So um, tell me a little bit about the, the lighting company.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, again, you know, I've always f- mostly focused on, on, well, I shouldn't say that I spent three years of my life focusing on extraction here in Colorado and, and, uh, learned a lot about extraction, but I learned that I like growing, growing weed more at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, really I, I had some partners come to me or some old friends, I should say, come to me a couple years ago and asked me to put, uh, you know, an led light inside their facility. And I was like, ah, you know, really? Uh, Okay. Ask my growers, the growers like, all right, we'll do it. And we quickly found out the light was working. The growers were coming to me really quickly. And it was really just a beta program at that point, or uh, I I shouldn't say a beta. It was, uh, you know, we hadn't really gone to market yet. The the light, we were just really proving concept with it. And it was really the, you know, one of the first light bar um, lights that, um, that used LED, which was the right, was, which was the right form factor, so kind of like uh, like fluids pioneered. And, and now you see a lot of Chinese knockoffs that have uh, this type of light bar over the canopy um, system on it. And the so we used the grow Ray light, it was working very well. The difference between the first grow Ray light was it had these high powered diodes and these high powered diodes uh, were just producing amazing crystal content and uh, terpene profiles within the, within the flower. And so we instantly found out that it was like okay we're we're getting higher yields and we're also getting higher thc counts better terpenes better crystals um and so we're like okay this is you know like you know this this works this i mean this really really works and then we started working with a lot of different people who started fine-tuning that light more than we could even fine-tune it to be honest um in large scale And, and so we really uh, set a whole process around the operating procedures of how to cultivate with uh, uh, the new LED light setup because we learn things like ambient heat. Right, um, HPS lights put off a lot of ambient heat. That ambient heat uh, is heating up the plant surface more than the temperature gauge on the side of the wall or in the middle of the room. And so, with LED lighting, automatically you need higher temperatures. You need more CO2. Um, the lights are so intense, um, you need as much nutrients on the plant as you can get. And and so, um, when we got all through that process, we really realized like that we had, you know, something special and, um, and we just, so basically we bought into the company and, uh, we bought the product. It's got two patents on it. Uh, one is for an adaptive light sensor that is really for greenhouse application, which basically reads the output of the sun and then changes the output of the light in, in real time on an analog basis so that you're keeping the right ppfd on the plant surface at, at all times and that helps for a lot of reasons and then the other one is a, a triangular extrusion so that it minimizes shadings uh, shading in greenhouses um and so that's kind of the the business we're in several large-scale cultivation sites in michigan including the one ours and, and Ben harbor and uh you know, we don't have anybody that doesn't like our light. I'll tell you that. I mean, it, it, it works really well. There's been a lot of knockoffs, um, but what I would say is our light is really built to last. Uh, we have the, lo- the longest warranty in, um, in the business, which is a seven year warranty. Um, so we know that this product should work for 20 years. And really the LED technology isn't going to change that much. Uh, and with our system, we can take the light bar LED strip off and put a new LED strip on the hardware at any time if for some reason we wanted to use a different diode recipe. So that's a little bit about our, our company. It's, always, it's a little bit odd that uh, we own a lighting company. It's, uh, it's, it's both interesting and, and odd and sometimes hard to explain, but, um, you know, we, we like to say we had to figure out how to do it ourselves. So we, so it just, it was a better deal for us to own the company than to, um, be buying, you know, be buying the lights and, and, um, and it's really part of our, our, the future of our company, right? I mean, the future of our company is really moving more towards like a whole systems process so that we're not building these facilities singularly every time, you know, like, um, custom, if you will, we, we want to, we're working on fine tuning a a grow system that is more of a a hybrid greenhouse system that uses the sun um, that is scalable so that uh, all the technology pairs up with other technologies, uh, meaning that the fertigation system pairs up with the light, with the atmosphere control system, so on and so forth, because we've seen ourselves how hard it is to bring all these different technologies together at different climates and different parts of the country and the world. And then, um, you know, be able to scale that business because it's there, you know, they're all custom. So you gotta get to, um, you gotta, you gotta learn the, the ins and outs. I'm sure you guys have plenty of uh, 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 war battle scars from that, <laughs> just like I do. So that's a little bit about our lighting company
0: nice you touched on uh yeah like your the future uh of what you were planning on and becoming a more of a systems what is you know uh i know you got more stores you're you're going to be opening here in uh in uh michigan and i know your because your flower quality it's start. i'm sure you're getting a lot of uh well i know you guys get a lot of interest and people are interested in working with you uh like myself and um you know what is the plan here in michigan and then is this kind of a uh, build it here in Michigan. And then when the walls come down federally, uh, you know, uh, take advantage or are you looking to do stuff before then?
1: Such a good question. You know, I mean, we're always like, you know, like people are like, is everything's for sale. Right. And it's just like, but we love what we do, you know, at, at Novo. And, and so it's like, we just really want to provide the best cannabis we can and keep just getting better at our craft. I mean, that's really number one. Um, kind of the interesting news even though like you know nobo is is a colorado-based company and and i have a a deep history in colorado um we're really a michigan-based company now you know i mean the bulk of our employees are michigan-based um our headquarters is slowly moving out to michigan Um, with that being said uh i love you know growing weed and 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 our next large-scale project uh, is here in colorado um we're we have a uh, 70 plus acre farm near the Denver International Airport that we've been kind of uh, cultivating here for the last couple of years. Um, It's a small location now, but we're building, uh, we have a partner called Ceres and they're a uh, manufacturer of of large scale greenhouse, a designer of large scale greenhouse here in Boulder, Colorado. Um, And so together with them and some other folks, we're building this hybrid uh, sun chamber, geothermal, uh, GMP rated, A modular uh, facility, basically, that will start out at about 35,000 square feet, and then in phases, we'll hopefully go all the way up to a million square feet someday. Um, And it's really virtually one of the only farms in Colorado like this, this close to the city, and surely that this close to uh, the airport. And so uh, we, you know, we really look at Michigan as our proving ground, and call it uh, once again, you know. And, you know, what we're doing in Colorado is just another, you know, kind of, uh, it's just the next phase and, um, meaning that we're going to lower our cost of goods on our cultivation here in Colorado significantly, you know, from what we are able to do in Benton Harbor, Michigan now, because we started, um, and so that's really the future of our company. We see our light as more of a smart light that gathers data and has a lot of different ancillary, um, things on the light like um, ag eye readers that tell us uh, how the plant health is or or notifies us of pests um, cameras that we can uh, that we can monitor um, co2 misters you know um, a bunch of different things that we have planned for the light moving forward and that in conjunction with uh, the hybrid greenhouse we're building here we really see as the future of our, our of our company uh, but as far as Michigan expansion goes, uh, we're working on Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids, our two new uh, you know, places we're trying to get into um, to start with. And uh, we've been pending uh, close to the city and uh, of, of Detroit for a while. And we know all that you know, drama. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. and really extraction, you know, we really want to bolster our extraction business here in, in, here in Michigan. So that, that that's primarily our goals. So we, we do also, we're uh, pending licenses in Illinois as well. Uh, so we got, uh, so, you know, maybe cross our fingers that we'll get something in Illinois, both on the retail and the- You're uh, gonna grow in company.
0: Illinois? What's that? Would you be growing in Illinois?
1: well we went for licenses both on craft grow and uh and uh, retail so we'll see it's it's been a kind of a it's been a it's been a train wreck over there as you guys probably know so i'm, I'm not gonna, i'm yeah. not gonna keep my uh i'm not gonna hold my breath
0: yeah
3: hey alan i'm gonna bounce over uh to back to a little political stuff here for a minute uh national news last week was the uh the, uh, the news from the uh, Michigan Cannabis uh, Manufacturers Association that they're lobbying to try to roll back some caregiver rights here and do more enforcement, code inspections, things like that uh, to, you know, kind of really cut out the caregiver in the, in the Michigan market. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to, to talk on behalf of True Cannabis. Uh, w- we do not represent anything that would roll back the rights of the caregivers. Uh, we think that there's room for everybody in this market. And I do not want to see anybody put in jail ever for cannabis ever again. That's what we fought for this entire time. And so um, I just want to make that statement. I don't want to speak on behalf of Tom or Alan, but uh, what's your stance on, on the caregiver uh, status? And, 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 and I know it uh, got the Jungle Boy's attention at DNA Genetics. Um, and and they had to make a statement that they weren't in support of any rollback. What's Nobo's stance on that?
1: It's a good good question. I mean, I, I think I agree with you, Kevin. I mean, I don't. I never want to see anybody incarcerated for cannabis. And I think it, the care, people should have the rights to grow their own their own product at their own house. You know, I mean, I haven't grown grown weed at my house for a long time. I recently moved, and I'm like hey, why don't I grow my six plants? You know, not not because I, you know, can't go get weed, but just because I enjoy growing the plants. So I, I, uh, I concur with you, Kevin, 100%. I uh, Obviously it needs to be done responsibly and, you know, unlike anything. Um, so I, I wouldn't want people to be in, in any, you know, i wouldn't want illegal grows that have you know that, that have bad electricity and you know could cause fires and stuff like that out there because we've seen it but uh mm-hmm. with that being said uh no one should um everybody should be able to grow wheat
0: i love, I love it and uh just so as we as we touched on that next week uh i haven't told uh tom or kevin yet we're gonna have uh going to we're going we're gonna to talk about that and we have jamie uh, lowell and rick thompson on and we'll we'll get into that and it's it's uh people in the industry uh listen to this podcast and um there, a lot of people are curious on that but uh good uh that was uh you made me just think a little bit there with your with your answer there um you know, and like uh and, and thinking about the numbers you know like we we've been we don't know what uh may's numbers were yet but we know we just hit in, in April. We hit about 150 million in Michigan, and that's just scratching the surface. There's a flower shortage right now. Um, you know that's going to change obviously in the winter, as it always does. But um, and and more stores are opening up. Pandemics opening up. I and, and I just see Michigan's market with the tourism and and how and the law that we have, getting up to four million, maybe five million, quicker than we think. Um, you know so like we're about to pass uh, Colorado to be the number two state um, what are your what are, what are your kind of thoughts on the market exploding and um, how do you see if uh, do you think Colorado could keep up
1: well I, I think you know uh, it's kind of interesting because Colorado we always said relied so much on the uh, um, on the tourism right and mm-hmm. you know you got Michigan's got almost twice as many people as Colorado so I think there's no question. I think Michigan's going to outperform Colorado long term. I would I would assume. Um, I also get very superstitious and uh, um, on these whole things, and, and never know. You know, there's always like back in the early days, we'd always talk about disruption. You know, like is that could there be disruption for any reason? I think we're further beyond you know worrying about disruption, but. Yeah. Um, but I think the Michigan market's going to continue to grow. One other thing I always said was too, is like, you know, uh, potheads don't plan ahead. And so when there's more locations, people will, we learned that in Colorado, like when, when you've got more retail locations, people will go into them when they see them. Right. Because they're like, it's Friday and they want to, they want to grab something with their paycheck, you know, and, and they're going to go in and they're going to have a lot of different options and they're going to buy more because it's more available right and so i think given the amount of people that we have uh in the sense of um you know per state i think michigan's just going to continue to grow pretty pretty quickly and and we're going to see the the market stabilize is what i always tell my team we're going to see spikes and valleys you know and it's going to be different month to month and you got to be willing to you know kind of ride that wave and in our motto in Novo, we had to learn this in colorado a long time ago it's like we gotta we have to compete you know that's the deal this is you know this is america this you know this is we're competing with everybody else out there to provide a better product at you know at a, at a decent price at the end of the day and so that's uh that's how that's how we we look at it
0: i like that yeah like everyone says worry about yourself and uh, and cannabis and be you know be good and Things work out like but uh one of the interesting things i know you guys have uh, you've you've seen it firsthand in uh, edwardsburg is what it's like to be on a michigan border town right now whether it's indiana ohio there's stores up on the borders of uh, wisconsin and um uh, wisconsin wisconsin and minnesota that are just um, exploding as well. So it's, it's always kind of fun to watch what states are going to go legal with a good law around us. I know Illinois is a legislate. There's actually lobbyists paying people in Lansing from Illinois to try to tighten our law because they're, uh, they're sick of people driving from Illinois still to, to Michigan. So, um, that's, uh, it's awesome. Um, you know, like, uh, as always, uh, you know, we could keep on talking forever and, um, uh, i appreciate it alan coming on we always like to give everyone a final thought and uh you know kind of a shout out to the to the audience or uh you know say thanks to you so i'll start with kevin at True cannabis
3: hey alan it's good to have you on the show today good to meet you and and chat you up about uh you know your experiences in colorado and oregon it's kind of Sometimes it's refreshing. I hate to say it, but it's refreshing to know that other people have gone through the same struggles that you have at times. Uh, it makes you feel a little bit less uh, like you did something wrong or whatever. So, um, you know, I appreciate hearing your stories. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck in Michigan. And uh, I appreciate the fact you guys are going about it the right way. So uh, good luck and uh, and stay well, buddy.
1: Thanks so much, Kevin. I, I What you just said makes so much sense because I feel the same way. I went had a had a drink with a a fellow veteran the other night and I felt exactly like you did. You know, it's just good to see, to meet, to talk to people that have been through it because, you know, we don't, there is no roadmap here to what we do and and it's not easy. And um, so thank you for those words, Kevin, nice to meet you and look forward to meeting you in person sometime soon.
3: Yeah, sounds good for sure.
1: Tom. Hey Al, nice to meet you finally.
2: Uh, really appreciate what you guys are doing. Welcome to the mitten and I uh, look forward to also meeting you in person, possibly at the MICA annual.
1: That'd be great. I'll look forward to meeting you as well. And, and uh, thanks for uh, providing some good, good quality product for us down in Edwardsburg
0: our pleasure thank you yep and uh we really appreciate you being on the show today tom i know uh i know uh it was the last minute uh and ad so way to way to come through and uh alan uh any final thoughts for you know the the michigan audience uh, i thought i mean great information today i learned learned a lot and uh, i'm glad you guys are here
1: no again no, we're you know we're glad to just be meeting so many good people in michigan and you know like i said we're We're really a michigan-based company at this point thanks for uh you know bringing us in and and letting us uh be a part of the 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 show today and um you know i urge people to go out try our flower tell us how tell us what you think you know we're, we're trying to our best to grow the highest quality cannabis we can and and uh we'll continue on that mission moving forward so look forward to seeing you guys uh in person really soon
0: no, that's great and I can, uh, I can attest to that I've, I've uh, sampled a lot of Novo flour and I became a fan and uh, I went through it faster than, uh, than I should have so with that I also want to announce anyone out there listening um, if you go into a Novo store and tell them uh, that you heard Alan on the Smoking and Rope podcast you're going to get 200 extra loyalty points and I'm hearing that's, that's a lot so uh, don't forget about that um, awesome having you on Alan that's one of the perks of having the show is getting to know uh, people like yourself better and uh, um, you know enjoyed it, enjoyed it today and look forward to uh, you know doing a lot of social equity stuff in business in the future so with that we'll see everybody next week Thank you. the Smoke and Rope podcast is produced and hosted by me Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show Contact us at Ryan B at RedemptionCanada.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.